From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Hi, church family. I have the privilege to be joined here by someone that I just love and respect so much. He's one of our elders, not elderly, (laughs) but our elders here at Calvary Church, John Reed. Some of you may know him as Officer Reed, and have been part of some of, in fact, raise your hand right now. We can see you through the screen. Raise your hand if you've been part of a puppet presentation that Officer Reed has done when you were a child. Isn't that cool? So, uh, John, when I think of you and my friendship with you, uh, one of the main words that comes up is joy. You are a man of joy. And I know that doesn't, hasn't come natural to you. It's not always easy. You've experienced tragedy both as a, a police officer in your vocation, but also in your life, losing your son, losing uh, your daughter-in-law in tragic accidents. Um, tell us, how have you been a person of joy in your life? It all began when I went into the service. If I had to make a, a, a time reference. Because when I went into the service, God had plans for me to come to know him most intimately and personally. So that's why I say it all began at that time. I enlisted in the United States Marine Corps back in in 1961 when I graduated from high school. Right out of high school, I went into the service. I heard they build men, and I wanted to find out what a man was all about. Did I ever? But at any rate, rate, I um, was sent from Dayton, Ohio, where I enlisted, all the way to San Diego, California. And that's kind of unusual because normally us guys on the East Coast would go to Paris Island, South Carolina for our basic training. However, God had plans. Of course, I didn't realize it until a while, but God had plans. So I was sent out here to go to my basic training. And it was after my basic training that I came to know a Christian family in San Diego that witnessed to me about their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. And after they did, they asked me, would you like to know him as your personal savior too for the forgiveness of your sins and experience the plan that God has for you? Well, you think that's it? Yes, I would. This family got something I know I need. So so I received Christ through that Christian family. Shortly after that, I was assigned to 3rd Marine Air Wing El Toro, Santa Ana, California. Maybe most of you don't know where that is, but that's where I was assigned for my basic training. And... As a result, it was like God planted me because he knew the men that he wanted to disciple me. And I'll mention a few of them right now. John Coolidge, Lauren Crissette, and his, uh, and, and, and his father. Papo, yeah. Papo, mm-hmm. yeah, we call him Papo. <laughs> but he had a birth name too. <laughs> but at any rate, when I got stationed out here, I wanted me a Bible. I wanted me a Bible in the worst way. And I'll tell you what, I got on the shuttle bus because I'm a brand new Christian and I rode into town, Santa Ana, to find out where I could buy me a Bible. I found one called the Santa Ana Bookstore at, at Fourth and Main. Ma'am, you got any Bibles in here? She said, yes, we do. What kind would you like? I didn't know there were different kinds, but 
She showed me several, and she pointed out one. I think it was a, a, a King James or Scofield. But anyway, she pointed out one, and she says, this Bible has a red-letter addition to, uh, 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 to the words uh, that, that Jesus spoke when he ministered uh, amongst us. I, I, that, that's one I want. I want the one with that with Jesus spoke with the red letters in there. And so she wraps it up, and I come walking out of that store, and I'll tell you what. Matt, I felt like those people do when missionaries yeah. go abroad. Precious, yeah. Yes, and present the Bible in their language, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, man, they, they cherish that. Well, I cherish that, too. Well, I'm going to go back out to the base now. I'm, I'm going to find out what this Bible's all about. So I go back to the uh, uh, bus station. Greyhound bus station was located at 3rd and Spurgeon at that time. I'm standing across the street, and I'm looking, because the shuttle's not there, and there's a big sign above a big old office building. Well, not a big office building. It only had about three or four stories. But anyway, there was a big sign up above the door that said, CSO. Now, they were in big three red letters. I'm familiar with USO mm -hmm. in big three red letters, but these were C. -S -O. C. Well, I got nothing but time on my hands. You know what? I'll go on in there and find out what this, what this is about. So I walk across the street. I walk inside. John Coolidge. I didn't know his name at the time. I didn't know his name at the time. But John Coolidge was the first man, godly man, that God would have me to meet. Because he used him from the time we met in, at, in there, in there, till the time I, 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 uh, was honorably discharged from the service. Wow. Four years and four months. Wow. He used John in my life. And if you don't know that name, uh, he was a longtime Calvary member. In fact, his son John's probably here in the in the John Sunday V. Morning. They call him yeah. John V. In the yeah. Sunday service today. So John was known as having this card in his pocket. He would pull out and he would have just scriptures that he had been memorizing yeah, his dad, and his, working. His dad on. would do that. Yeah. Hey, he come up with you with that card and he said, "What's the verse for today?" Now, these were verses that we've been working on and, and memorizing as, as, as he was my discipler. But at any rate, uh, as a result of uh, John becoming my discipler, I got a chance to meet Lauren Grissett and, 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 and his father, Papo, because between the three of them, and maybe there were more, but those three I mostly were in contact with. They were the ones that were scheduled to operate the, oh, by the way, that CSO stood for Christian Servicemen's Organization. <laughs> I, knew, <laughs> I knew it wasn't United Service Organization, but Christian Service Organization. And those other men were responsible for covering when the other one didn't have to as a result. So at any rate, through those three men, I got mentored. I got discipled. I learned from that Bible and their instruct, teaching me, instructing me, how vitally important it is to read it yeah. and to obey it mm -hmm. and to share it. Mm -hmm. And let people see it in your life as a result, whether it's by word of mouth or... or, or just by the way you conduct yourself as a result. Well, finally, it came when I would be discharged honorably from the Marine Corps. The Vietnam War was going on at that time, and it was very iffy. It was very, very iffy, but God was very, very good because I got out when I was supposed to, and then it really heated up as a result. So at any rate, 
Um, I had met a beautiful young lady, <laughs> Margie, there in, oh, I, I, I met her here in California. She was here helping her sister take care of her children while she was going into the hospital. But at any rate, uh, I had met her during that time, and uh, Margie and I, we liked each other. <laughs> I, 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 I can't say on, on, on her part it was love at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> but we really liked each other. And so we started dating and what have you. And then, um, uh, uh, I don't know, after maybe several months, uh, she tells me she's going back to her hometown estate, Houston, Texas. Okay, well, we've been together long enough to know that we liked each other. So what do we do now? Well, I told her, I would like to marry you. And so she said, okay. And so I said, but you're going back home? She says, yes. I'll tell you what I'll do. I, I'm going to buy me a car when I get out of the service. And I'm going to come and see you. And I'm going to bring an engagement ring with me. Because my plan was to go back to Ohio, Dayton, where I enlisted. She says, okay. So when I got out, Post Exchange supplied me with a wedding uh, engagement ring, but the wedding ring came along with it. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> so at any rate, I, I bought me a 1965 Plymouth Barracuda. I don't know if you guys you guys went around during that time, but <laughs> so I don't I don't know if you know what those look, those look like. But I'm gonna I'm gonna describe it a little bit in, in, in a little while. But but at any rate, I got in that Barracuda and I drove up down there to Houston, Texas, and I, just to give Margie the ring, and then I was gonna go on home and get a job and find an apartment, and that's where we were gonna live back here in Ohio. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't God's plan. Mm -hmm. I knew it was his plan for me to meet her. I knew it was his plan for us to get married. But it wasn't his plan for me to go back there and live. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I went ahead and uh, I said, Margie, here's the engagement ring. And I said, but I really don't want to leave you. I really don't want to leave this with you without you. Mm -hmm. And she says, I don't want you to. Mm -hmm. So the next thing you know, two days after I get out of the service, Margie and I get married. <laughs> yes, we do. And we jumped in that little barracuda and we started off for Dayton, Ohio. Mm -hmm. That was our plan. Well, in the time we got there, near there, it came to me that my mom was located in Amityville, Long Island. Mm -hmm. So we bypassed Dayton and we went on to Amityville where my mother was living and mind you, this is where God is revealing to me how valuable and important it was for those men here at Calvary mm. to, to disciple me. Yes. Because we lived there on the island. Uh, I, Margie and I had stayed in the apartment until we could get up one of our own. But what happened was that I got a job with Grumman Aircraft, midnight work, what they call it, graveyard. Yeah. yeah. Midnight work, yeah. So, so anyway, uh, I got a job in a couple of days, actually, after arriving there. I'm going to work one night, uh, back out of the driveway, and I'm coming out onto the road. It was dark. Out there on the island, they don't have that many lights. It was dark. I get out on the road, 
and I steered my car out to go straight out, and I'm, there's, a, there's a car sitting in the middle of the road. You know, and, and the road was so narrow, you couldn't get around it. So I said to myself, my goodness gracious, what's wrong with these guys? So I pull up behind them with bright headlights, figuring, they, you know, they just, this guy wants to get by. But no, as I pulled up behind the car, I heard there was a passenger on the right side, and I heard him say to the people on the inside, this guy, this guy's got the money. He, he, he's got money. He, he'll, he'll, he'll lend it to me, and I can give it to you. That's what I heard, because my window was partially down on the passenger side. So he comes over to my car, and he goes down, and he says, he's got tears in his eyes, mad. And his voice is quivering, and he's even sweating. And he says to me, hey, hey, hey man, these guys are going to kill me. He said, they are, man. He said, you don't know me. I live on the other side of you. I know you just moved in. He said, but I was just coming from a girlfriend's house, and I was on my way home, and these guys stopped me. And they said, if I don't give them any money, they're going to blow my head off. And that guy in the back seat has got a rifle. He could do it. (laughs) What does a child of God (laughs) who has learned about the importance of putting his faith and trust in Jesus Christ as his Savior do at a time like that. They also taught me, my mentors did, the importance of joy. That one verse, I believe it's in Jeremiah, it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, by that time, I had been a Christian. I had been a Christian for about five years, maybe so. And I, mem- with the help of John Coolidge, I memorized verses that came to mind right at that time. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, is this guy telling me the truth? Is right. he setting me up or, right. or, or what? And, and, and like the Lord said, because he was begging me to let him in mm-hmm. my car to get away from those guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, Lord, you're in control. Mm-hmm. Because he had tears in his eyes and his voice was quivering and he was, I mean, he was shaking, you know, they're going to kill me. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you're in control, Lord. And the Lord said, open the door. (laughs) In his small, still voice, he says, open the door. Mm -hmm. Now, I would not have called upon the Lord if I didn't know him. And I certainly wouldn't be trying to help this young man if it's what is true that he's saying. I'd be out of there. You're on your own, buddy. No, no, no. God set it up. Set it up at the time I would be going to work, mm-hmm. and at the time they would stop him and threaten him. Well, at any rate, I said, I'm going to unlock that door. When as soon as I unlock that door, you jump in. You jump in, and I'm going to pull away from that car so, so quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> With no hesitation, I unlocked it, and he jumped in. And ah, barracudas have little tiny backup lights. And there wasn't much light out there on that street anyway, so I can barely see where I'm going when I'm backing up. But as I'm backing up, my head is turned to see where, <laughs> to barely see where I was going. And he yells out, the kid sitting next to me, they're going to shoot, man. They're going to shoot. Well, it was a convertible and it had the back window out. Yeah. And so he saw while I was backing up, I didn't see that guy in the back seat with that rifle come up over the top of that, that, right. that car. And all of a sudden, blasting. Boom, 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 boom. Now, I don't know if it was automatic. I, I don't know. I, I, I know it was a gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it fired real bullets. Yeah. 
So as I'm backing up, and you know, when you go back, you don't have as much control over your steering wheel. So my car, <laughs> my car is doing like this, and next thing you know, I flow over to an embankment. Thank God, it wasn't steep enough to overturn the car, but it just slid down there. I'm sure that that shooter knew he had hit me mm-hmm. when that happened, mm-hmm. and they took off. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm. And so I get down there, and I get the flashlight, and I turn on the light. That kid has got speckled blood. You know, your windshield is a, has safety glass. Yeah. Speckled blood on his face. And the next thing you know, he said, I told you. I told you. They were going to kill me, man. They were going to kill me. Yeah. Then I said, sit down now. So we got out of the car. And when I noticed, when I got out of the car, that visor, the windshield uh, mirror that, you know, for rear view, it had been shot out. But the bullets that were intended for me, because I was right in line with that, stopped me from being killed. Wow. Stopped me from being hit by those bullets wow. as a result. Wow. Yes. And so, <laughs> I said, son, you okay? None of the glass went into his eyes, thank God. So he said, yeah, but I, I, you saved me, man. You saved. I said, nope, nope, nope. I didn't save you. God saved us both. Yeah. Through that, I witness mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. and led him to the Lord <laughs> wow. as a result. Yeah. And you know, talking about joy, one thing that, 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 that the Bible says, there is greater joy when, like him, yeah. a man comes to Christ and receives them into the life for the forgiveness of their sin. Amen. There is greater joy in heaven that takes place. Yeah. It did. Over one. It did. Over one, right? That yeah. was it. That was it. Yeah. When you said you would be asking me, how do I do this joy thing? I mean, you know, with what you know about mm-hmm. me and our family and what have you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share that story mm-hmm. because I could never have done mm-hmm. what was done. Mm-hmm. By the way, you know what he said to me? Mm-hmm. He said, Bruton, I said, you saved me because nobody else would have done this. Mm-hmm. Not in this neighborhood. Yeah. Nobody would have done it. Yeah. And so I said, I said, the fact of the matter is, is that as I shared Christ with him, God protected us both mm. as a result. Amen. And now I, I took him home to his family mm. and explained to them what had taken place. He was about 15 years old. Wow. He was just about 15 years old. Kid, yeah. And explained to them what had taken place there. Mm-hmm. They said, you saved our son yeah. with tears in their eyes. Yeah. I said, nope, nope. Yeah. I witnessed to them about Jesus too, and yeah. I believe they received Christ into their life wow. as a result of that. Wow. End of story. Yeah. So you had these moments in your life where God was faithful, literally rescued you, um, and then it just kind of led to a lifestyle of joy, huh? huh? Yes, no that's what I'm the saying. No matter the ups and downs. I could never have done what was done that night were it not for the joy. Oh, 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 now that you mention that, let me just say this. Let me just say this. James chapter uh, 1, verse 2 and 3, okay? Uh, this narrative ends with the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. Okay. I got this from a commentator in my study Bible, all right? I loved it. I loved it. My brethren, there's how it said, count it all joy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
that's the other verse I like. But <laughs> this is real quick. How is, how is God's joy our strength? Because that's what it says down here at the bottom. The, the joy of the Lord is our strength. How is God's joy our strength? Okay. Jesus tells us, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The Lord's delight is in showing love to all who believe in him. Therefore, whenever we feel weak, I sure did that night, <laughs> and helpless, I sure did that night, <laughs> we need to remember that he loves to step in, he did, and deliver us. Then his joy, his joy really will be our strength. Yeah. You going to preach on that, brother? Yeah, so you've seen that John in his life, uh, living the Christian life, getting saved in the Marines, getting discipled by men here at Calvary, it's led to a life of joy. And I know some people say, well, John, you've had a good life. You have a beautiful wife. You've had a good career. True, you've true, had a great ministry. True. How do you maintain joy in the tragedy? And you've experienced tragedies. How do you maintain joy in tragedy? You do it by being in the Word. God gives us instructions, and He tells us in His Word, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask what you will and show it shall, so it shall be done. Now, quite a few years I had and still am growing as a believer in Christ. But God is teaching me all that time. He was teaching me all that time so that I would even be ready to be used by him to deliver that young man in two ways. From sudden, danger, from sudden death and... and and by all means, eternal salvation, yeah. eternal salvation. So th that's how, that's how. It, it's a process of time, mm -hmm. Matt. It's a process of time. You don't just wake up overnight after you receive Jesus Christ and right. say, man, I feel like a real Christian here. <laughs> I'm powerful. I'm strong. And, 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 and my strength is in the Lord. That's true. That's yeah. true. But no, it's a process of time. Yeah. And then one more question. Yes, please. You've served for a long time here at Calvary, serving with kids, now serving on the elder board. I still do. Uh, what's the, what joy do you have in service? How could you encourage those that maybe are considering serving, the joy that comes in serving Jesus? I'm very glad you asked that question, and I'll even try to be shorter than I was when sharing the story that uh -huh. I just shared. One more time. State it. State it. One more time. Yeah, the idea of how do you be joyful in serving? When God calls you to himself... He calls you for service, not only to be his child, but for service. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, and they're plans, they're, they're plans for good and not evil. All right? So I learned that early on from those men who mentored me. But then, as time went on, and especially when I got on the police force, I realized, you know what? This has been all God's plan. Military? Law enforcement, 29 years. And I'm thinking, you know, Lord, thank you. Thank you for keeping me in spite of me, because I would like to say after I came to Jesus, I didn't sin anymore. I would like to say that. Uh, but no, no. As a matter of fact, John the Beloved says, if you confess your sins, he's talking to believers. If you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I learned that. I'm still learning that. Me too. 
Because God's hand of security is eternal when it comes to salvation in Jesus Christ. He never removes it. He never removes it. And so this is how, Matt, to, I hope I answered your question yeah, for you, yeah. but this is how I have been so blessed, wonderfully blessed by our Lord to grow in Christ, still growing, believe it or not. I'm not too old that I can't grow. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's true of you too. It's true of you too, church family. God has a plan for each and every one of you, and he delights. He delights in your obedience so that he can carry it out. But it begins at the cross of Christ. If you've never received Jesus into your heart for the forgiveness of your sins, today, today is the time. Because we don't know about tomorrow. We can't be sure about tomorrow. But the fact of the matter is, God is, and he has you here, hearing what is being said, and read from God's word. And what you need to do is what I needed to do is say, I hear you, God, and I receive you as my savior for the forgiveness of my sins. You will never, ever regret having given your life to Jesus Christ because he gave his entirely to you and me that we may know the true and living God who is our creator for all eternity and not only but be with him as well. Amen. So church, we value joy. That's one of our primary things here at Calvary, to be joyful Christians, to live in that joy in good times and in hard times. This guy right here lives that out by the grace of God. Love you. Only, only by the grace of God. Amen. Thank you. He's so good. And Matt, he's so good for us because we're not perfect, are we, Matt? You, you might think you are, but you're not. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, yeah. is that God says, I'm going to mold, shape, and form you as I had in your mother's womb. But when I bring you out here, be my disciple mm -hmm. as a result. So you can go and share the story of the Christ of Calvary. He forgave their sins and he saved their souls and he cleansed their heart and he made them whole. So mm -hmm. go. And that's what he's saying to you. But before you go, you've got to have him. <laughs> you've got to have him with you in your heart. And then his Holy Spirit will come in and it'll always be there. But supply the words that you need to say. Because I know some people say, I, I get nervous and I'm afraid when I share my faith. No, no, no. When the Holy Spirit's inside, when the moment you receive Jesus, God has promised, I will give you the words to say. I will give you. I will get. I, I will. I will be with you along the path that we journey together until you come home to be with me.